0: Recently on the Marketplace Morning Report, you heard our Democracy in the Desert series. We took you to places characterized by researchers as news deserts to see what communities stand to lose when they're without a local news ecosystem, especially during an election year. This kind of reporting takes resources. David Brancaccio went on a six-day reporting trip with two of our producers, grounding themselves in these communities and meeting locals who are trying to find solutions and fill the gaps. Every donation to Marketplace helps sustain this kind of in-depth journalism. Please give what you can today at marketplace.org slash donate. Recently on the Marketplace Morning Report, you heard our Democracy in the Desert series. We took you to places characterized by researchers as news deserts to see what communities stand to lose when they're without a local news ecosystem, especially during an election year. This kind of reporting takes resources. David Brancaccio went on a six-day reporting trip with two of our producers, grounding themselves in these communities and meeting locals who are trying to find solutions and fill the gaps. Every donation to Marketplace helps sustain this kind of in-depth journalism. Please give what you can today at marketplace.org donate. Inflation is
1: lingering. I'm David Brancaccio. Prices in January went up slightly more than expected, up three-tenths versus two-tenths of a percent forecast. Year over year, prices are up 3.1 percent. The pros like to set aside food and energy prices, and there, over 12 months, core prices have gone up nearly 4 percent. Jeffrey Cleveland is chief economist at Payton & Regal in Los Angeles.
0: Core CPI right around 3.9, I think, uh, it is a bit too high to justify or ratify rate cuts. It's going to take a bit more time for inflation to cool off. Seen a notable reaction in the what we call the front end of the U.S. Treasury market. So two-year yields are up this morning in reaction. Just recognizing that yes, uh, policy rates may remain higher for for longer. You might I guess be wondering well what's driving this and um, shelter component is a part of it. But also if you exclude housing, that subcomponent was up 0.9% on the month, David, which was the strongest reading on that in about two years. So even excluding shelter, you're still seeing um, some price pressures out there for the average consumer.
1: Airbnb will publish its quarterly results today. Short-term rentals boomed with the rise of remote work, right? But hosts and travelers have chafed at rising costs in recent years, and now the company is making a push to expand internationally and adding on a 2% fee for properties booked in a different currency. Marketplace's Megan McCarty
0: Carino reports.
2: It's getting harder to compare Airbnb and hotel rates, says Henry Hardevelt, a travel industry analyst.
0: It's apples to zucchini. I mean, they're just so very different.
2: Hotels have those resort fees for everything from Wi-Fi access to coffee makers. Airbnb, with the new cross-currency fee, charges up to 16.5% for guest services. And there's the cleaning fee.
0: And that can vary based on the size of the unit, the number of nights you've rented it for, whether there are any kids or pets
2: Last year, Airbnb added the option to display the total cost before taxes when searching properties. That could become mandatory under a proposed rule from the Federal Trade Commission. Chuck Bell at Consumer Reports has surveyed consumers about extra fees. Basically, everyone is really irritated at this. People said the cumulative and additive effect of this is really hurting my budget. So much, he said, many didn't know if they could afford to take another vacation this year. I'm Megan McCarty Carino for Marketplace.
1: And the company that makes Squishmallows plush toys is suing Build-A-Bear, saying it's shirts, plush toys are knockoffs. Build-A-Bear is counter-suing, saying it is the ripoff victim here. Everything in this story is just so cute and cuddly. Squishmallows is owned by Berkshire Hathaway, billionaire Warren Buffett's vast conglomerate. Build-A-Bear is also publicly traded on the New York Stock Exchange.
2: This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts. Talking to your backseat babies
0: about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at
3: marketplace.org academy.
1: In the Senate, Democrats and some Republicans have approved $95 billion in aid to Ukraine fighting Russia and for Israel fighting Hamas. Republicans in the House may block this. Meanwhile, the Chancellor of Germany, Olaf Scholz, is calling for Europe's defense industries to make a lot more arms and ammunition. The BBC's Jessica Parker filed this for us.
3: Olaf Scholz tours a weapons factory in Lower Saxony as Europe seeks to ramp up arms production. On this site, there will within years be a new ammo plant run by Rheinmetall. That's Germany's biggest defence firm. Its chief executive is Armin Papberger. How long do you think Germany and Europe would need in order to be able to be ready to have what it needs, not just to help Ukraine, but to defend itself?
1: I think we need 10 years really we need 10 years because the stocks are empty and if you really have an aggressor who wants to fight against nato uh, it's uh, it's a long time we are fine in three four years yes but to really to be really prepared we need 10 years
3: nato was busted Until I came along. There are renewed fears that a Donald Trump presidency will weaken US-Europe security ties after the front-runner for the Republican nomination suggested he'd encourage aggressors like Russia to attack NATO countries that fail to pay their dues. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. It was the issue I asked Olaf Scholz about as he did a long walkabout of Ryan Mattel's facilities. Chancellor, what do you make of Donald Trump's comments over the weekend? I'm absolutely sure that NATO is of essence for the United States, for Canada, for the European countries. And we cooperated so long since World War II. And this is really something which is a good alliance for the future. We stick to it. The president of the United States sticks to it. And I'm sure the American people will do so also. He was joined by the Danish prime minister, Meta Fredriksen. Do you think that Europe must get ready to go it alone if necessary without US support? I think Europe has to be ready no matter what. And um,
2: the situation we are in with a more and more aggressive Russia uh, and a war going on for now two years in Europe shows us that we, we have to scale up and we have to speed up. And that's the reason why I'm here today.
3: Men are busy at work here maintaining tanks and producing ammunition. But Germany hasn't spent 2% of its economic output on defence since 1991, though it aims to this year. According to estimates, a majority of NATO members were set to miss that target in 2023. In Germany, I'm the BBC's Jessica Parker for Marketplace.
1: Our producers are James Graham, Liz Mae, Naomi Rainey, Elizabeth Hodson, Nick Perez, Ariana Rosas, Alex Schroeder and Erica Soderstrom. Our senior producer is Meredith Gerritsen-Morby. We're the Marketplace Morning Report from APM, American Public Media.